This morning we have a special treat. Um, we get a guest speaker, and he's no stranger to us, Pastor Roberto and his wife Marilyn. Where is Marilyn? I saw she was, there she is right there. I saw her earlier. Yes. Uh, Pastor Roberto and Marilyn Rojas have been giving their lives to church planting for several years and have most recently planted Renuevo Church. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Uh, and they were formerly meeting in Arvada and have since relocated and are now meeting right here in this space every Sunday afternoon. And you have seen them up here joining us in worship and leading us in worship. And it seems like every week there's a new instrument or a new worship leader up here. That's his, he's got a church made up of, I think, it's a requirement to be musically gifted to go to his church. Have we not been blessed by Pastor Roberto already in his church? And if you're here from Rainweather Church, could you stand so we could welcome you if you're here as part of this church? Yes. Yes. We are so honored to have you with us this morning. Thank you for joining with us this morning. And thank you for all of your help with our worship, leading our worship. We have loved your collaboration and participation with us. At this time, I'm going to invite Pastor Roberto up to preach to us. You, you don't know this, but he is a, he's the number one trumpet player in all of Peru. So he has released albums, right? Yes. Yes, yes he has. Um, we're delighted and honored to have you come and speak to us. So please, brother, come and preach. Thank you. It was a... Uh, Saturday morning in Ecuador, and there was a young couple sleeping on a Saturday, resting after a whole week of work, and then somebody knocked at the door, uh, subtle, and then, well, uh, this young man uh, went out of the bed and went to the to the door to check who was knocking that early in the morning. And when he opened the door, he saw his friend. He was a smuggler. And he asked this smuggler to buy a trombone and a flugelhorn for him. And then uh, he saw this guy sold the trombone brand, brand, brand new and a flugelhorn brand, brand new. Nobody had played them before. And he was so, so excited, and then he felt something in his heart. He felt something that somebody was prompting in his heart to find a blessing for those instruments. And then he went to the bed, and he said, hey, we need to find a blessing. Look at this, look at this. We have a trombone, a brand new trombone, and a brand new flugelhorn. We need to find a blessing for this. And his wife was smiling, smiling and then... Uh, well, they uh, got agree in the finding uh, a church the next day. It was a Sunday. So next Sunday, they were looking for everywhere in the neighborhood for a, for a church to find a blessing for, for those instruments. And then uh, uh, he uh, saw something that looked like a, a church. And then he went to, the two of them went to this place. And they were looking at the building and then they entered the building, or they, they, they saw the building from outside, and they said, he said, hmm, I don't think this is a church that we are, we are looking for. 
to have a blessing on, our, on my instruments. So they went out, and when they were departing from that place, a lady, a young lady came out and said, uh, greet them, greeting them, and then she invited them to get into the, the church so for, for, the, for the service. And then uh, he, he told her, you know what? Uh, I, have those, I have these instruments. It's brand new, and, and I just want a blessing for them. And he smiled big and said, okay, come in, come in. Okay, we, and then, oh, sorry, I said it. <laughs> and then they entered the church. And when they entered the church, he was looking at their walls. And he said, this is not the place we are looking for. No statues. Where is the, the fountain of the holy water? We, we, and he told, uh, asked her, uh, are you going to bless my instrument? She said, yes, yes, we are going to bless your instrument. Please come in. And they, well, they entered the place and then were, at, you know, and suddenly they were in a place where they have a Bible study. And he was a little uncomfortable in that place and, and told the lady that invited him uh, or them, uh, you know what? I just need a, a blessing for my instrument. I don't need anything else. And, and she was smiling still, and he, he made them participate in the reading. And then uh, he said, please, 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 please. I only need a blessing for my instruments. I don't need anything else. And, he, and she was still smiling big. And then the time came. He was really uncomfortable because he only needed a blessing. And that's it. Leave the place. And, well, the time came for the... Uh, for, for the meeting, and then they went down, and they saw this place full of people, lots of people. And they were a little scared at the end in the last row with uh, the, the instruments, and they were like this. And, okay, what about my blessing? <laughs> I came here that for this reason, I came here, right? So the pastor at that time said, there is a couple here, talking to the whole church, there is a couple here who want a blessing on their instruments. And he said, we don't have holy water here. And he told her, let's get out of here now. Let's get out of And then wait, wait, wait. Please, stay calm. We are going to pray for those instruments to be a blessing in your life. Amen. So, they didn't understand anything what is what's going on right at, at that time. And they, people started praying for them, praying for them. And they didn't understand really what was happening at the time. But later, things started to make sense. It was my wife and me that we were looking for that blessing for those instruments. Amen. At that day, that morning... The grace of God, of God, was knocking, was prompting in his heart. In the morning, when he saw the smuggler with the instrument, God was knocking at his heart. Get a blessing. Get a blessing. We didn't understand anything because he had in the store something different. We were looking for drops of holy water. But God had rivers of water coming from our inside for us. Rivers of living water. So that morning, that very morning, 
we understood something. So we understood something was going on. We had no idea what it really was till some months later when I gave my life to Jesus Christ after a concert in a mission called HCJB where I used to, I was invited to play that night. I played with the orchestra and then I was ready. So I met Jesus Christ and then my wife was not with me so I met Jesus Christ and I gave my life to him and then it was a Thursday night and then the next uh, Sunday I started attending church right away. Right away. And when I attend the first time I attend the church, I do you remember those big uh, hymnals? Do you remember those? Yeah. So there was music written on those. And I was, oh, music, I can read it, I can sing it, yes, yes. I was making harmonies, you know. I was so delighted. It was so cool for me. And then uh, really good preaching, nice preaching. And then a uh, sermon, it was good, good people, cool. We felt loved by people. And then we, I went home alone because my wife my wife, wasn't, my wife wasn't ready to attend church. I, I was the one who met Jesus Christ, who gave his life to him, but not her, not yet, at least. And then, second Sunday, I was so, I was starting to get into the rhythms of church. Do you know what I mean? Church has some rhythms. And sometimes those rhythms, even though they are really good sometimes, they trap us. They trap us. So I was so into getting into the rhythm of the church. So yeah, so I got a Bible and they went to church. And then uh, after the same thing, you know, uh, singing, worshiping, hymnals, reading, music, oh, different music, that's cool. Great, great preaching. And then, uh, yeah, went home again. Third Sunday was the same thing. And I said, I started asking myself, is this all about being Christian? I don't think so. I was looking for something different. I don't, uh, no, this is not uh, what I really, I don't think I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing this rhythm, attending church, singing, beautiful singing, uh, or whatever. And then, no, I just started asking, asking God, what do you want from me? What is about my life that you really one day gave your life for me? What? There wasn't really something uh, I had, because I deserved something, no, no, it was what he had, the plans that he had for me. That was about it. It wasn't about me, it was about him, right? So, uh, every one of us have a story with God. Every one of us has a story. And Paul the Apostle had a story with God too. He thought that he was doing the great thing. But actually, oh, when he had his encounter with Jesus Christ, that he learned. He learned the bad, the ugly, and everything else. So, uh, we see Paul here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, a phrase that become really popular for many people. I mean, for many, many Christians, uh, Say it. I had it here, not anymore. Okay, so 
he said in ver uh, verse 10 in 1 Corinthians 15, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. When I started attending church and started, as I said before, <clears throat> I started asking what, what, what is about me? What would you like me to do? What would you like me to, uh, to uh, what are you calling me to do, actually? So uh, people knew, people in the church knew that I was a musician. Some people knew already. So they invited me to play, and I was so happy to play. You know, I love playing instruments, so I, I, at that time, I just played trumpet. Then I started playing for the church for special music sometimes, and, and then later they uh, uh, invited me to be a part of the worship, team, worship uh, committee that they had. Uh, meanwhile, I was speaking with my wife. I, you know, uh, as I, uh, I started as a believer, I thought that, man, I have to share this with my wife. I have to, I have to evangelize. I have to start evangelizing. You know, that, that I, have, I don't have to wait much time. And he was the first one. But I was so clumsy as an evangelist. It was just pure heart. That's it. But it was so clumsy. So I started speaking to her. And then uh, when they talk, you know, I was trying to share my, my, my faith and what Jesus did for me that night and what I was uh, starting to feel, uh, starting to uh, have a spiritual life and started having communion with God, actually making friends with God. And then I started to share with I don't need that. I'm okay. I know God. Yeah, I know. I know him too. Yeah. I was so clumsy. I didn't know. I didn't have the tools to. And someday I, I, I told her, you know what? If you receive Jesus, I'm going to love you more. <laughs> and uh, another day, uh, I didn't, want, didn't know what to say, what, what to do. So, you know what? One day, Jesus is going to come. I'm going to stay here in the same bed with you, sleeping, and I will, go, I will go with God, and you will stay here. How about that? <laughs> Do you like that? So she started getting a little uncomfortable, and then <laughs> an evangelist came. I, was, I used to play with... Uh, with Whoever, with everybody, every church, every group here, I was trying to support the, you know, the efforts and playing for, with them. And, and then I, there was a big evangelist, uh, Gigi Avila, came to, to town, and then I was playing that with the worship, worship team uh, right there, and I invited my, my wife, and then she decided to go. So that, that night, she gave her life to Jesus, and, and then... She started to understand what I was trying to do with her, you know, because she was trying now to share her faith with other people, too. It was, it was right away. Uh, what Paul, there are three things that Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 15, 10. And the first is, I am what I am by, just by the grace of God. We all have a story, and uh, the, 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 the redemption story is the same. We all know that. But our story, even though Paul uh, was able to see um, her, I mean, he is 
uh, past life, all the wrong things he did, he had the freedom to talk about those things. He had the freedom even to say, I work more than all the apostles. Not because he was a proud man, because he understood the grace of God. And this is very important sometimes. We, it was hard for me to understand the grace of God because of my self-acceptance. I need to say a little bit, I need to repeat this. Sometimes we don't really understand the grace of God because of our self-acceptance. What do I mean? My self-acceptance, when it's not defined by what God did or, what, or the way Jesus sees us, is out of the place. It's out of the place. How do we understand the grace of God? If we process the grace of God in the way we self-accept ourselves, that's not the right thing. Paul, at some point when I read Paul in the past, I used to think that Paul was a little arrogant. I thought that Paul was a little too prideful. But you know what? When I read this at the end, not me, but the grace of God Amen. in me, Amen. not me, is what I, when I understand that he saw all his fall shorts and he was able to mention them and he was enabled to say, I was, I work more than anybody else. And he was, because he saw, he saw his self-acceptance in place just because of the grace of God. That was the, the very thing I tried to understand at the beginning because I wasn't able to understand the grace of God. When he saw, when, he, uh, when I read that from Paul, I said, yes, that's the, that's the, that's the thing. That's, that's the right thing to do. Uh, my self-acceptance here uh, is going to be corroded or uh, corrupted, thank you. It's going to be corrupted. My self-acceptance is going to be, uh, you know, uh, for some reason the countries or the places where we have uh, suffered slaveness or the people really uh, bad decisions in government, we, some people tend to be a little like this with no hope with no, with, you know, no self-esteem in many places. We've seen that in Ecuador, in Peru, in other places too. But you know, if we process the grace of God through our self-acceptance, that's the wrong thing. No. When we process the grace of God because of what God thinks of us, through Jesus, that's the good beginning for us. That's the good beginning. That's the right, the right beginning for us. So we should start there and not seeing ourselves. That gives us freedom to talk about what happened before and knowing that Jesus already erased that. No more guilt. You know, remember that song? No more guilt. No more fear. No. Because... Because of the grace of God, who we are, what we are. Amen. 
just because of the grace of God. No matter what you did before, no matter what I did before, because of the grace of God, we are free to see those things and free to act and leave our faith. Uh, there's something, something else that Paul says. Uh, let's talk about the grace is supposed to be to do something. Grace is supposed to do something in our, in our lives. <clears throat> His grace to me, Paul said, was not without effect. His grace to me was not without effect. So, uh, as, I, uh, as I started uh, living my Christian life, I started to understand this concept. And let me, know, let me tell you, please, I, I will never understand fully the grace of God. Will never. Never. When I, I, I'm going to get a lot of surprises when I, when I am with Jesus. You know, I'm going to get a lot, of, a lot of surprises about, especially about the grace of God. So when I started uh, to understand a little bit uh, about the grace of God, and what Paul says, his grace to me was not without effect. I understand I had, I, I had to do something. I had to work, not because I wanted something for me, because it already happened. I had it already. So what is coming out is coming what is after the grace of God acting in my life, acting in your life. It's after, not before. So... Um, I started getting involved, and, and, and I was um, so anxious at some point because I, I wanted to, uh, I used to say, Lord, uh, I'm going to be 40 years old soon. And then I haven't been able to study music formally. So uh, God, I really want to study music formally. Can you please give me that gift? And then I just started praying and praying and praying, and something happened. After years of praying, <clears throat> God show, gave us just because of his grace, not because of anything else, anything I have been done. Through HCJB, this mission, uh, the president of this mission got a scholarship, a full scholarship in California, so it's a Pacific University for me to study music. I didn't deserve anything, not a piece of that, nothing. I remember when I was studying for the TOEFL exam, I was uh, getting out of the, out of the, the English um, school in Quito, and I found a friend, a musician, and he told me, hey, Roberto, what are you doing there? I'm studying English. You know what, Roberto? Uh, all dogs don't learn new tricks. You'll see. You'll see. I'm still learning. <laughs> New tricks. So, uh, I, I need to finish. The third point that I, that I wanted to uh, share with you this, 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 this morning is what Paul says. It's me, but not about me. It, what, I, what I think is really uh, the bottom line of this, this message. It's me but not about me. 
At some point, you know, I started, again, the rhythms of the church, the ministry, getting involved, and uh, eventually I became a pastor, one of the pastors of the church. And, and then uh, there are some times when we get distracted and we get, or I got a little too prideful. And I thought that the throne of God was for me. So I tried to sit in the throne of God and be me, be the governor, the governor of my life and everything in my family. My wife started to pray for me. And where she's, her prayer was this, Lord, hit him <laughs> where it hurts the most. <laughs> the same trombone that was in that uh, story of the blessing, God stole. So somebody stole the trombone from me. That was really painful. I was trying to be in the place that was, that was not my place. And my wife, oh, please don't pray for me. You know, <laughs> please don't pray for me. She was praying. And, and God was so gracious, I got it back. In another city, later, and some, some other place, but I got it back. Friends, just to finish, am I in, a, in time to finish? I'm good. So, um, these three things, just trying to wrap up. By the grace of God, I am what I am. The grace of God has to have an effect in the life of everyone. Yeah. It must have an effect. And sitting in the place that only belongs to God, bad idea. I love the way that Paul experienced grace. And he was able to see the whole path of his life. He was able to see what God really do for him, what he was. He was able to see uh, all his weaknesses and all his uh, strengths. He was able. Can we do see all our uh, weaknesses and all our strengths this morning? Can we do that? Can we accept those and say freely, by the grace of God, I am what I am? You, um, what, what I see in this passage, uh, for me, is still working for me. <clears throat> uh, what I see that, what I saw, and being able to see Paul in his life, his ministry, all that he was, uh, it was another opportunity for me to uh, check myself. Again, and again, and again. And this, this, this passage really challenged me to place myself in the right perspective. And I, I was able to see some things and recognize my uh, weaknesses as well as my strengths and being ready. Lord, I have this strength. 
I have these weaknesses. You have forgiven me all those, all those fall shorts? Yes. But now I want to use all these strengths I have because by your grace, you can do, you can do, not me, great things. So um, it is my prayer this morning that we might be able to see all our strengths and all our uh, weaknesses too and have a right acceptance of them and tell, Lord, I'm here. These are my, my strengths. Please use them. Please use them. Your grace is supposed to do something in my life. I'm here, and I'm asking you, please use them. Use this. And whatever you want to, the direction you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, please use them. Sometimes the rhythm of the church at some point uh, made, me, made me really comfortable. Made me really comfortable. I was able to talk about the grace of God here or in my church in Ecuador. I was so comfortable speaking, but, but outside, mm-mm. No. When I saw my strengths and my weaknesses the right way, and I processed them through the grace of God, I was able to start. Start being use start being the, the right perspective you know what i mean so i started and it's still i'm in the way i'm in the process you know we all are in the process so god wants to use all your strengths the god-given strengths not only your spiritual gifts not only those your strengths too because we what we have everything we have is given by him Everything. So, it is my prayer that this morning we might be able to see with the right perspective the grace of God. We want to be used, I mean, useful tools in his hands. Everyone was that. Okay. We can start today. Heavenly Father, I pray this morning with thankfulness for every son of you here in this place, every one of your daughters here in this place, every kid, every children. I pray that you help us, Lord, to understand a little bit more every time your grace, because it is for your grace that we are what we are. And we want to understand this even more and more and more because we want to be useful in your hands. Lord, thank you. Thank you for helping us, for healing us. Thank you for putting all uh, this self-acceptance in the right perspective this morning so that we can be free here in here when we meet together outside in the mission in a mission field outside everywhere lord 
thank you because you let us now consider those things and thank you for thank you for your grace even though we don't understand it fully we know what is what is what is happening what is doing in our lives we know we feel we are convinced of that thank you lord jesus for everyone i pray for freedom in every one of us i pray for freedom I pray for your grace to run here freely with everyone. Even the person that feels inadequate, whoever. Because, Lord, we don't want to diminish your image in us in any way. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being... Um, so concerned for being so loving this morning and show us give us the opportunity to uh, love you freely and to understand your grace and thank you for what your your word thank you for your word because because of your grace we are what we are amen